Good morning. Whether you're joining us online or here in person, welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Chris Jimerson, Acting Senior Minister. I especially want to welcome our visitors this morning. If you're with us online, if you have the ability to do so, please say hello in the comments and let us know from where you're watching the service. If you're with us here in person, you are welcome to join us for coffee and conversation after the service. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person, and it's in that tradition that I invite those of you online to greet each other in the comments and those here in the sanctuary to turn to those around you and greet the holy among us this morning. Good morning. I'm Carolyn Greminger. I'm a longtime member of the church and assisting with our service today. Would you uh, help me with uh, reciting the uh, lighting the chalice? words. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Our call to worship this morning is from Jeff Foster. Life will eventually bring you to your knees. Either you'll be on your knees cursing the universe and begging for a different life, or you'll be brought to your knees by gratitude and awe, deeply embracing the life you have, too overwhelmed by the beauty of it all to stand or even speak. Either way, they are the same knees. This church has a common religious purpose, it guides our every activity, all of our ministries. We like it so much that we put it on our wall and we say it together every Sunday. Let's do so now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Each week, to explore more what we mean by that term, beloved community, we have a moment for beloved community. This week, I want to show you a short video that has to do with the richest country in the world and people going hungry. I'm a kid. I do not feel like a kid. I feel more like an adult because I have a lot of responsibilities. I'm usually not able to relax and do what other kids usually do. Since my mom is not around, my grandma is basically now our mother. She's been doing everything for us to have a roof above our head. I wake up with my grandma really early, five in the morning, because we go to the community center for the food bank. Whatever they give us, that's basically our meal for the day. When you skip a meal, your stomach will start hurting. You'll start grumbling. I'm a fan of cooking. My dream job when I grow up is to be a chef. So one day I could give free food to the homeless. Good morning, friends. I'd like to invite all the children to come up for the story for all ages. Okay, this is a book 
all about being grateful. Yeah, it's about being happy of what's around you, right? Yeah, so today we are going to read a book called Gracias Thanks. And this is by Pat Mora and illustrated by John Fada. For the sun that wakes me up so I don't have to sleep for years and years and grow a long white beard. Thanks. For the ladybug that landed on my finger, a little red flying surprise. For the foamy waves that chase my sister and me and sometimes dash after us with a fast splash. Thanks. For the bees that didn't sting me and turned me into a pincushion. Thanks. For Abuelita, who always winks and gives me a dollar when nobody's looking. Thanks. For my friend Billy, who showed me the book about a boy giant who puts his parents on top of a tall tree when they misbehave. Thanks. (laughs) For the worms that brought the big fish to tug on my line. Thanks. For my little brother, who threw mashed peas at my sister and made me laugh so hard, I fell off my chair. Thanks. (laughs) For mom, who found my homework in the trash. Thanks. I don't know. For the music of my uncle and his guitar that turns our dogs into howling singers. Thanks. For my family, who clapped and clapped even when I tripped on the stage in the school play. Thanks. For the chocolate dad melts into thick syrup we call warm mud when we pour it on vanilla ice cream. Ooh, thanks. For my old pajamas so soft they feel like I'm putting on air, thanks. For the cricket hiding when he serenades us to sleep, thanks. The end. Our meditation reading this morning is from Henry Nowen. Our cup of sorrow and joy, when lifted for others to see and celebrate, becomes a cup of life. Mostly, we are willing to look back on our lives and say, I am grateful for the good things that brought me to this place. But when we lift our cup to life, We must dare to say, I am grateful for all that has happened to me and has led me to this moment. This gratitude, which embraces all of our past, 
is what makes our life a true gift for others, because this gratitude erases bitterness, resentments, regrets, and revenge, as well as all jealousies and rivalries. It transforms our past into a fruitful gift for the future. It makes our life, all of it, into a life that gives life. This is the time in our service where we center ourselves together. We breathe together. And breathing in, breathing out, we follow our breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater wisdom. A place where we know eternal gratitude for life. That spark of the divine within each of us. And breathing in and breathing out, we enter into a time of sacred silence together. Knowing that in this congregation, the sounds of small children and human sounds are a part of that sacred silence. Breathing in, breathing out, let us now enter into that silence together. I invite you now to light candles, candles of joy, sorrow, remembrance, hope.
Today, our theme is on the importance of establishing and maintaining a daily gratitude practice. My practice started in 2013 when I was given a cancer diagnosis in the fall of that year. I became aware of people who engaged in this practice in November, think Thanksgiving. My practice consisted of finding several things to be grateful for each day that month and to share with gratitude buddies that I found online. I found it to be very important to write them down each day and also to look for something new each day to try to not to repeat. This practice sustained me through some very fearful days. Thankfully, I'm on the, end of the, uh, the other end of that journey. My practice evolved into engaging every day throughout the year, not just November. How has this practice helped me? It has helped me to develop what I like to call grateful seeing. Each day, I look for what is going right in my life on a daily basis. I now enjoy a foundation of hope and optimism instead of my old default way of only seeing what is wrong with my life in the world. Emerson said, the five great enemies of peace are avarice, ambition, envy, anger, and pride. Through gratitude, I see I have a choice, a definite choice, to shift my thinking down paths that will lead me to more happiness, peace, and serenity. I don't deny our current challenges at all, but this practice seems to provide fuel for more energy to face them, to continue in the struggle so that it become so that it can become my salvation. Gratitude to me is, is how we stay grounded in our world and in our own spirituality. So, for instance, I have a little alarm that goes off on my phone and computer every morning that reminds me to list three things for which I'm grateful. And that always doing that, it just pulls me back into the world. And, and you know, we were just talking about compassion. Well, it makes me feel compassion because I go, wow, these are, these are people or my pets or whatever it might be that I am really thankful for. And now that I've been doing that for years, I can just scroll through it and just look at all I have to be grateful about. And I find it just starts my day in a way that I feel connected with my world and with other humans and with that divine source of all and and what do I have not to be grateful about when I really think about it life itself is a great blessing video came about when some folks from a company called Diva Communications, gotta love that name, <laughs> Diva Communications were here recording for an ABC News documentary called The Brightness of Noon about churches that have offered immigration sanctuary. 
while they were interviewing me for the documentary, somehow my gratitude spiritual practice came up. They asked if they could also shoot that video of me talking about it for a website about taking time to be grateful that they publish. It is at M-I-N-C-H-A-M-O-M-E-N-T dot com if you'd like to see their other gratitude videos. And now I get to tell you that I've stopped doing the spiritual practice I talked about in that video. <laughs> At some point, it just began to lose its power for me. And that's okay. That happens sometimes. And if it does, we can adopt new spiritual practices that may work better for us. What does remain powerful for me is that in challenging times, I can go back to that list of things for which I'm grateful and scroll through it. So, for instance, when our former senior minister, now Minister Emerita Meg Barnhouse, told me that she was going to have to retire because of health issues, one of the things I did to help with my grief was to go back to that gratitude list. Now, I had made it a rule that it was okay for me to list people or things for which I'm grateful more than once. So, of course, periodically, as I scrolled through, I would see Meg Barnhouse, Meg Barnhouse, Meg Barnhouse. <laughs> and that was actually helpful somehow, I think. These days, I'm finding that journaling in more detail about gratitude is working better for me. And I read this interesting research that suggested doing kind of the opposite sometimes. So, for instance, instead of always journaling about my being grateful for my spouse, Wayne, I might sometimes instead journal about what would be missing if Wayne had never come into my life. That can be a really powerful way to look more deeply at the sources of our gratitude. Now, I keep using the words power and powerful because science has shown that practicing gratitude, and it has to be some kind of actual practice, not just trying to assume an attitude, Gratitude practices can have powerful benefits for us, so much so that psychologists have found that adding gratitude practices to standard therapy leads to better outcomes for folks dealing with mental health concerns such as anxiety or depression. Practicing gratitude can improve our relationships, enhance our mental and physical health, reduce aggression, and help us be more resilient even in the face of trauma, such as, oh, I don't know, living through several years of a pandemic. And in fact, researchers have found indications that practicing gratitude literally can rewire our brains and change our neurochemistry in ways that are beneficial to us. Researchers compared MRI scans of the brains of people who were assigned a gratitude practice to those who were not. In people who practice gratitude, they found greater activation in areas of the brain associated with moral and social cognition, reward, empathy, and adherence to a system of values. They also found greater activity in areas that regulate metabolism, stress, sleep, and increased levels of pleasure hormones. 
These changes persisted for months and seemed to help people become more cognizant of that for which they're grateful, even as they just encountered it in the daily moments of life. Now, one of my current challenges is embracing what our readings talked about earlier, practicing gratitude for the whole of life, even the difficult times through which I have lived. That doesn't mean welcoming the bad things that happen to us. I think it may just mean accepting that all we have experienced in life is a part of who we have become now. For instance, I've talked before about the huge number of people who I loved and cared about that I lost during the days before we had effective treatments for HIV and AIDS. And that was not okay. It was devastating and almost unimaginably hard. And yet, that experience is a part of who I have become. I like to think it made me more empathetic. I believe it is part of what eventually led me to the path of ministry. Despite the losses, I am so grateful those wonderful people were in my life for the time that they were. The experience of them made me something better than I might otherwise have been. So be grateful for all of life, my beloveds, the joys and the sorrows, for it is all temporary. It all will pass. And so we must embrace all of life with our whole hearts and an overflowing gratefulness. Right here. Right now. Now please recite with me the words for extinguishing our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth. The warmth of community are the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. And for our benediction, we just wanted to say how grateful we are to each and every one of you in our religious community. Thank you. We're grateful for you. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.